gentlemen. You know how to have the gift of gab, but I'm also going to have the gift of t-shirts. That's right. For the first five listeners that can actually leave me a comment or to subscribe to my podcast will receive a free, free Jive Turkey t-shirt. That's right. Jive Turkey t-shirt. I will give away for the first five people that subscribe to my pod channel. First five. If you don't subscribe, you don't get a free t-shirt. Again, for the first five people that subscribe to my podcast, will receive a Jive Turkey t-shirt. It's not yet, but soon, 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 soon. It's coming up. It may may not be today, may not be tomorrow, but soon. Thank you. should sound the same. Anyway, I would like to thank each and every one of you people that that listen to me. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate the listeners. I do appreciate every single thing that 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 goes on. Can't really think of stories. I, I've gotten like so many stories in my head that I just have to sit down and just record every last one of them. But one particular time I can really, really think about. Really think about. This was back. Let's see. We'll go a little further back way, way back. When I was in high school, last year's in high school, I could grow, I could grow a beard. You know, I thought that was kind of, kind of neat. And, let me think, let me think, let me think of another one. No, I don't want to get off on that one. Uh, So many stories about it. So much stuff that I want to talk about, and I I think that is really, really neat that that um, most people love when I do tell stories, and it's just be about stuff that I've experienced, and you know, not saying that my my whole my whole being my whole 
you know, everybody has stories. Everybody has moments that they want to just tell and, and shout to the world. But, you know, I think I, I, I can think of one. Okay. I would say I was like 24, 94. It was 1994. And I just, I was working at Toys R Us. I started in 1990, and I was making like minimum wage, 380 an hour, and I was working pretty good. You know, I had worked three, four days in a week, and and back then I had called myself, pride myself on trying to have one job and then turn around and get another job. After the suggestion from my mom that said, you know, she was like, well, if you want to help me out, because I was like the last one in the house and it was just me and her. And her thing was that I help out whenever she needed help. And I know I was a little lax on that. And a lot of times I would come home and she would have like she told me well I remember one time she didn't have a coffee maker so I went out and I bought her a coffee maker um she didn't have a, it was one appliance that I thought she would love went, went to Meyer local store and got her a salad shooter so she would tell me don't bring no more appliances in this house because I don't have the counter space for it. You know, buy a coffee maker, buy a Saturday shooter, and she never used it. I don't even know where it is now, to tell you the truth. But she would tell me that, she's like, well, if you go out and you want to do this and do that and drink and, and all this other kind of stuff, he's like, you got to support your habit. And I was like, well, what? You know, I didn't think I had a habit, but... Uh, drinking is a very bad habit that I had growing up and then a little bit later on in life it was um, it was uh, weed and you know and I was like 23 24 23 and, and then when, when when I did that but I found myself working like I said work at Toys R Us and then I worked and um, I did security for a while, and I was doing security work sometimes at night, and then working at Toys R Us during the day, and then going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So Toys R Us was every week. The security job was every two weeks. So I would have money each week, you know, one week. I'll have one check, and then next week I'll have two checks. So the weeks that I had two checks, you know, that's party, 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 right then and there. So I pride myself on trying to keep two jobs. So I did that for a while up until I found out that the security job wasn't all for me because I would go to places and they didn't know 
they had no idea where I was there, what I was supposed to do. They didn't know. Some people, the per the contact person was never there. Contact person was never was was either not there or hasn't been there in like five six years. So I'm just standing there looking looking silly, full uniform. I'm walking around the church, and there was no body there. There was no sense for me to be there. So it was kind of tripped out. So you can say that I quit that job. Quick, fast, in a hurry. I just walked off. I just walked off because it didn't make any sense for me to be there and nobody was there. I was guarding nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. And it made me mad because it just wasted my time. It just wasted my time. It was a big old waste of time. Waste, 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 waste. Wasted my time. So I went on. And I think I only worked one job after that. Yeah, I just worked at Toys R Us. And then um, I had a little meltdown at Toys R Us. I wound up cussing out one of the managers. And he just, it was like it was just one of those days where, I don't know, I was just what feeling work and I just cussed him out, and next thing I know, I got rolled up, and then I told him that, you know, I, you know, I just, just was put, I turned around and was like, basically, almost for my two weeks, well, put my two weeks in, because I had a meltdown, and it was just time for me to start doing something else, so, what I did was I went to the library, me and a, a, a friend of mine went to the library and we researched it and everything and I applied to a school down in, in, um, in, in Mississippi, Decatur, Decatur, Mississippi. So I went and I got down there didn't know anybody down there. Didn't know how to get to the school. Didn't know where I was. Didn't know where I was going. All I remember was I got there and my bag was there. No, 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 no. I got there and I want to say what happened. Was it one of my bags or what I carried on the bus with me, I had, like I had my radio. And when I got to, to Cape, oh, it actually was Newton, Mississippi, the bus driver told me he didn't have my, my footlocker. And I had a footlocker and another bag with me. So... They told me that there was another bus. The last bus was around eight something. So I had to friend one of the people in my little dorm area. I just introduced myself and 
asked if they can take me down to the bus station, the BP station, and get this bag. And it was like very important that I got that bag. So here he comes to my room late because BP station closed at 8 o'clock. So with it being a country, country town, as soon as I got down to the station, it was closed. I looked inside. They're sitting in the middle of the BP station was the bag that I needed. And it was all locked up. So, I, you know, I thanked the dude. I gave him some money. I had some money on me. I gave him, gave him some money. Took me back up to me back up to Decatur and I was in the dorm room so I'm sitting up here trying to think and just running my mind down and trying to think how am I supposed to get this bag how am I supposed to get this bag I can't ask for him you know I can't ask him to take me down there again because you know that's too much money and I don't have enough money to, to pay him to get to, you know, take me to get the bag. So me not knowing anything about what's what was going on on campus as far as if a person could take me somewhere is concerned. So I took it upon myself to get up real early in the morning. Found out that the station opened up at nine o'clock. I had to register for my class, my classes. I had to get, my, I had my award letter. I no, 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 no. I had to sign my award letter. I had to do, do. Um, I had my um, loan papers in that bag and all my other inf information, my transcripts and everything, in that bag. So what I did was. I got up at like 6.30 in the morning, and what I did was walked. I walked 11 miles to the BP station. I walked down a two-lane highway just to get that bag. I started off at 6.30 in the morning. I didn't get there until 10 or 11 that morning. So as soon as I got there, sweat pouring down my face, I had my Walkman on. I mean, well, not Walkman. I had my little radio, my little cassette radio. And I got there. I was out of breath. I had to sit down, they gave me some water, and I told them that where I walked from. And they was like, well, are you crazy? You could have got killed. And they was like, well, you know, I was like, well, I don't know anybody down here, and I'm not originally from here. I'm from Michigan, so, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know anything. As far as um, somebody from the school was concerned, I didn't know what, who to talk to or where to go so that they could help me out 
because they could have gotten one of their cars from the school and take me down there, take me, take me back. Just as simple as that. So, with it being the South, again, what they did wound up doing was the lady at the station, she asked every single person that came up to the station if they were going back to Decatur. And I had my bag and I found out that these guys were going. And I'm sitting in the back seat, the bag on my lap and it was like four, five deep in this car. And they asking me questions and how am I, why am I down here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling them I'm going to school. Just that sort of thing. So me getting those papers, it kind of helped me out a little bit because I had my transcripts and everything else and the loan papers. And I sent off for a loan and everything. So I told people that story over and over again and and it being August 23rd 1994 I had turned 24 that day I spent my birthday trying to register for school and I successfully registered and got you know all my books my financial aid my my um my classes that I needed that was cool that was cool everything was cool everything was just fine everything was just fine still didn't have my footlocker didn't know where it was you know after the bus driver rudely told me that it, he didn't have my damn bag or he didn't have my damn footlocker you know I didn't know where where it was and me down there, nobody didn't know anything about where the school was or anything like that. So, what I did, you know, what what they did was they got me there. You know, they got me from Newton to Decatur, and oh come on now, they need to stop all that shooting. No, but they got me from Newton to Decatur. So after I finally got established and had to tell that story about me walking down a two-lane highway over and over and over and over and over and over again, everybody thought I was crazy for doing it. But I had to do it. I couldn't rely on anybody else. I didn't know who to trust or who to, you know, I, did, I didn't know all of that. You know, and they assured me that this is the South, this is the New South, and, and they don't do this, blah, 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 and they don't do that, blah, 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 and you could trust people, and blah, this, and blah, that. And I told them I am from a big, I am from a city to where in the north we don't trust too many people you know especially if we from flint we don't know that we don't you know most people that we we don't mess with we don't mess with if we don't mess with them we don't mess with them we don't talk to them we don't interact with them we don't do that 
that's stuff that we, you know, we stay in our little circle. If we have a circle of friends, we stay in that circle of friends. We don't go outside the circle. We do not deviate from the circle. Never, ever, 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 ever deviate from the circle. Have your circle of friends, your safety zone, you're good. But, you know, down there, they're just so trusting and, you know, knowing those guys that they took me to, to cater. They could have, shoot, many woods that was around there, they could have drove and beat me up and put me out in the woods and I would have never been found again. But they did. That was a good part. But after I got all my books and everything, I had a roommate and, well, he didn't really stick around too much. He had a car, so he was going back and forth to Forest. You know, at the end of the day, he would go back to Forest, Mississippi. And I met a lot of people from all over Mississippi which I thought was a pretty good experience for me. But still, I didn't have my foot locker, and the foot locker came. Oh, my gosh, when did it come? Did it come? Oh, my goodness. It was, I had called for about a whole week. Come to find out that they left it in Meridian because I thought they thought that I was going to, go to Meridian and I didn't know that they had somebody waiting in Meridian for me to get off the bus so I didn't know I didn't know I really didn't know nobody told me anything so when I got there and I got situated and everything and you know I, I find this out after the fact and you know, people thought that was kind of funny, but I was like, well, I didn't know. And I was like, and what sense does that make for me to go from, for me to go um, to Newton, not get off at Newton, but I hate messenger, get off at Newton. And then go to Meridian, which was like 60-something miles out of the way. And they come back to Decatur because Newton and Meridian were, Meridian was like 70-something miles away from Newton and only 60-something miles away from Decatur. So it didn't make any sense for me to go all the way to Meridian and then come back to Decatur. So what I did was I went to Decatur, then to Newton, and then back to Decatur. And then probably about a week later when my footlocker finally came and I finally had clothes and I finally had to stop washing my clothes out in the sink with shampoo. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny too. Washing clothes out with shampoo. So, I I did, you know, stop doing that. 
And then when my Foot Locker came, oh, I was so happy. I had sheets, I had my I had my tapes and CDs. I had my CDs. That was the main main thing right there. So I had my CDs and and, and my radio, and I could sit up there and listen to my radio and everything. It was cool after a while. Kind of miss not being down there. But I got more stories about that place down there. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of them that I can think of. You know, some are very interesting. Some are, are very, some of them are kind of sad a little bit. But others are kind of funny, I think. I mean, whatever your definition of funny is. But I know one day, one time I was down there. Well, when I was down there, you know, I had met this couple named, um, it was Arthur and Angela Lewis. So I thought they were a pretty interesting couple. He, he was kind of tall and lanky and she was kind of short and chubby, but she was pretty. She was pretty, very pretty, pretty, very attractive person, really quiet. I don't think she said but two or three words to me and Arthur was the talker. He was the, the talker and he was the off alpha male and he he was a little bit younger than me. I'd say probably about I had a year of him. No, he was twenty two, I was twenty four, so about two years. We were two years apart. And I don't know how old his wife was. But I befriended them. They were in the, one of my classes, so they were. Tr they asked me what I usually do on the weekends. I'm like, well, I'm I'm kind of stuck here, you know. I go back, you know. Why would I go back up north when I can just stay down here and be on campus? So that's what I did. So what they did was, since I was on campus all the time they decided to take me to their place which was in force which I thought it was kind of kind of messed up because Forest uh, Mississippi had a bad odor to it and I did not know why it had a bad odor but I'm gonna pause for right quick and then okay I'm back so you know, I found out that, you know, after I befriended Arthur and Angela Lewis and we, you know, I went to Forest, Mississippi. First time I've ever been to Forest, Mississippi. And the thing about Forest, Mississippi that is so tripped out and I did not know this, but it had about think about two or three two or three four I don't know how many chicken plants they had down there and the thing that really 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 tripped me out is that with them having chicken plants and it being summer in Mississippi and the temperature was hot, 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 hot. As soon as we, as, just as soon as we got to Forest, 
Welcome to Forest, Mississippi. As soon as we crossed the bridge into the little, little, little bridge, went to the forest. And as soon as we got to their apartment, it was kind of, um, you know, we wound up going to the store and I saw a lot lot of Native Americans or Indians or whatever you want to call them and it was like yeah those are Choctaw and the Blackfeet and you know he's just naming off all these different tribes so I'm like oh okay cool and the thing that really just was getting me was this bad pungent odor the most stinkiest odor that I've ever smelled in my life here I am thinking it was me, but come to find out, it was the chicken plants, and he told me that, and I was like, well, Art, man, I'm not trying to rag on your town, but what the hell is that smell? He said, oh, Connie, it was, uh, he said, he got chicken plants, so I never knew that they had you know, ch chicken plants, some of the biggest ones, the Tyson and the Purdue and, and um, you know, whoever else made chicken, you know, that processed chicken. So he was telling me stories about, um, oh, just terrible stories about, about the, the, you know, and you look and there was like a whole bunch of semi-trailers full of feathers and all kinds of stuff and you had Tyson and Purdue on the other side of the street and these these big massive trailers that just stank the whole heaven and he was telling me about he had he had worked at a chicken plant and he had to wade through blood and guts and and you know, chicken heads and everything, and they were going down some kind of, um, I forgot what he was saying, but it was just, it was gross after he had told me that, I'm like, really, really, and I was like, you really had to do that, he was like, yeah, yeah, I had to do that, that was a job that he had to do, and I'm like, well, all right, I said, well, better you than me, <laughs> so, it was some knothead. Well, going back to the to Arthur and Angela's place, there was some knothead that thought he was just everything, the in all, the be all, and nobody liked him. Nobody at all liked him. And and he was a little thug, just a little thug, a little guy, a little thug. So he had this this white. He had this white girl as a as a girlfriend, and she was pregnant. So, and she was just loud. She was very loud and obnoxious, and very country. But he loved the the run the the ground she walked on. He just worshipped that girl. So, you know, like I said, she was pregnant, and it was something that. One particular night, we had, I had spent the weekend over there just to kind of cut the, sh the story down just a 
tad bit. Arthur went in the room, and he was like, well, he was like, well, Carney, I, I'm just going to um, lay down and, and go to sleep for a little while. So I sent up there, and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to disturb him. I'm not going to disturb him. I don't know where his wife was, so but I was like, I'm not going to disturb him. So she going to ask about, they're going to come over and knock on the door and going to ask us about some um, tape, some videotape. And it's supposed to be something um, like an X-rated movie or something. So I asked, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to work up Arthur. He's asleep. Oh, wake him up because he we need to get this tape and everything. I'm like, well, I'm not going to wake him up because he's asleep. He, he said he was tired, so I'm going to let the man sleep. So she started cussing at me. And I got a little irate. I'm like, well, I don't know why you're cussing at me for you know, I'm just telling you what Art said. Arthur said no. So, he said he said no. I got to respect that. So, I'm just telling you no. So, she going to get all up in my face and get all indignant. And then, her little knot-headed boyfriend going to come bring his bunky tail out and act like he wanted to do something. And his little partner came out too. So, I'm like, I looked at them. I wasn't backing down. I said, okay, let's go. They were like, what? I said, come on, let's go. What you mean, let's go? I'm like, let's go. I said, I said, all of y'all want to sit up here and cuss me out. I was like, I don't have nothing else to do, so let's go. What do you mean by that? I was like, well, let's fight. What? What? They, they expected me to back down. I'm like, I'm not going to back down. You're a little punk. Selling wolf tickets. And then she sat up there cussing me out. And then I cussed back at her. I can't really say what I really said to her. But it was not, not nice. Very not nice. And she calling me all out by names. Calling me all kinds of n-words and everything and what she was going to do to me and everything and she kept saying she'll mess me up i was like okay well then you gonna mess me up come on mess me up what come on mess me up you sat up there and said that you were going to mess me up so come on mess me up so i told him i said y'all there's three of you there's one two three of y'all it's one of me come on i was like i even turned my back I turned my back. I said, I even let the get. I said, I even let y'all get the, the first shot in. Well, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do at all. They sitting up there just, just rambling and still cussing and everything like that. I said, Well, come on in. I said because y'all wasting my time. Y'all wasting our time. I said we could have been fighting by now. Come on. If you wanna, I say if you wanna, you wanna go. Let's go. Y'all sitting up there talking all kinds of cash money mess. So then one dude was like, well, I can't take this no more. He walked inside. He going to put something behind his back. I was like, oh, so you going to put a knife behind your back? Don't worry about what I got behind my back. I was like, okay, come on, use it. 
you gonna put a, I said you gonna bring a knife you gonna bring a weapon weapon and I don't have a weapon I said so I said so that's how it's gonna be huh you ain't gonna fight like a man you know your girl already showed me that she could she could be a man she said she can beat my tail so come on I was like come on I'm I'm right here I'm right here come on and I wasn't backing down either so she they were still cussing me out and everything and just voice got louder and louder I was like you know what y'all wasting my time I said when y'all want to fight just knock on the door and tell me that and, and I'll come back out to oblige y'all but as of, as of right now I'm going inside so I closed the door no I slammed the door and, and locked it and it all I heard was you this you that you and when Arthur woke up he was like man what's wrong with them I was like well it was some tape they wanted to see and I wasn't gonna wake you up just so that they could, you could get a tape I was like I know you were you uh you were tired so I didn't I didn't want to wake you up and just because they wanted to see a tape so he said oh man thanks thanks Carney just thanks Carney don't you know th thank you for uh for not waking me up I was like that's no problem still out there cussing and and, and doing all kinds of stuff so I told him what happened he takes it and he runs with it and then find out that it got around Forrest that I didn't back down from this little this little dude that was just a terrorizer. He was just a terrorizer to everybody. They said they punked his little tail out. He said you got punked out by some dude from 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 Flint. And that's all they that's all they heard. They were, he was pissed that that was what happened. You know, they got, he got punked out by somebody that was from Flint. And I wasn't backing down. I was like, well, I knew he wasn't going to, you know, I was like, I knew he wasn't going to do nothing. It wasn't about nothing. They sent up there selling wolf tickets. They sent up there telling me what they can do. I was like, I gave them every opportunity to, 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 to fight me. I said, I even turned my back. I said, I even turned my back and put my hands in my pocket. They still didn't touch me. And then one dude pulls out a knife. I was like, well, if you're going to use the knife, you're going to pull it out, you might as well use it. So calling their bluff on that, they didn't do it. So I kind of figured, I kind of found out that I had a little reputation for for um, being all in his grip. But it, it was it was kind of kind of messed up the way that happened like that and um and I think to uh, last time I talked to Arthur he had said that that dude almost uh killed himself because he had, well he had gotten cut on one of on his arm and it hit a major artery or something and he almost bled to death so I was like wow and he had told me about that, and I was like, wow, okay, well, you know, I guess bad things happen to bad people. I don't know, but I didn't wish that on him. You know, I, I kind of felt sorry for him, but, you know, they, you know, didn't just, you know, they bark is, they had no bite, but all bark.
that's all there is to it and I didn't they didn't oblige me in, in trying to beat me up so it was just an intimidation thing they thought they could intimidate me but phew, that kind of backfired on them so yeah but I just thought that was an interesting story that's like one half of that story there's like more and more of that story and I think I rattled on a little bit too long and I think that I should wrap this one up in a nice pretty bowl and I don't know what I would call it but it was kind of interesting very 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 interesting but um <laughs> this has been Carney's podcast podcast by Carney D. Palmer and I thank you once again for your support and your listeners and my listeners and my listeners and I like it and I appreciate y'all listening to me you know and trying to support you know my gift of gab but first five people coming soon really really soon you can say free t-shirt really soon I can't really tell you when because I don't know when I guess when I feel like it I guess I don't know I haven't made that decision yet as of yet but it's in the works and it should be coming either this month next month or probably this month and next month I don't know or next month and not this month or this month but not next month or the month after that or not the next month but it's going to be in the near future all right we'll see you soon